Welcome back to Let's Try This Instead, a podcast designed to help you get ahead in your career and in life. I am your host, Ariel Lopez, and today we are talking about shooting your shot in the power of relationships. I'm really excited to get into this topic. Um, we're going to talk about how to make the most out of the network that you already have. We're going to talk about how to create your new network and how to think outside of the box and be aggressive. Um, and I'm also going to give you guys some tips on just getting your resume and your materials together as well um, to make sure that when you reach out to people, you are prepared. Um, but before we get into everything, I actually wanted to start this off with a little anecdote. Um, I love sharing stories because <laughs> I always think it's helpful um, to hear what other people have done and how they've been successful to see if you can practice a little bit of that and hopefully find success uh, yourself. Um, so for me, my shooting my shot story um, actually led to two pretty, pretty big deals um, that I've done within the last couple of years. And it's all started from a cold email. Uh, more specifically, I was on LinkedIn browsing as I usually do. And at the time, Snapchat was getting pretty hot. And I was really interested in working with a social media company. Um, so I came across a profile of someone uh, that I thought may be helpful in creating that partnership. And when I looked on his profile, I didn't recognize, but he actually had uh, his contact info um, on it. And actually what a lot of people don't know is LinkedIn makes it pretty easy for you to find that contact information. Um, some people don't take the time to delete it when they create their LinkedIn profile. So if they don't, um, then LinkedIn may show their email, their personal email, um, in this case, it actually had his email and his phone number. <laughs> and I remember joking around with my partner and saying, you know, I should just text this guy <laughs> and say, hey, let's talk. Um, but I decided to not be that aggressive. And I sent him an email instead. And, you know, I said, hey, I came across your um, profile on LinkedIn, really interested in your role and, you know, would love to work at Snap. Um, or see like what a partnership would look like. Um, but I also wanted to let you know that your contact information <laughs> is on your LinkedIn profile and you should probably take that down. Um, so he got back to me within like a day or two and he said, thank you so much. Um, let's have a conversation that led to uh, one partnership close with Snap. And then my contact ended up leaving and he went to Nike. And at the time, you know, I wasn't thinking of, you know, even partnering with Nike. They're such an iconic brand. And I just wanted to <laughs> make sure I had an idea of what we even wanted to do with them. Um, so months went by and he randomly reached out to me, funny enough, on LinkedIn. And he said, hey, um, we're planning this conference for all of our recruiters and we're looking for speakers. We would love to have you. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, so ended up flying out, did the event, and that led to a partnership with Nike. And it also led to me meeting one of my personal advisors. And this all started from a cold email. 
Um, so I just wanted to kind of preface the episode with saying, please send cold emails. Like, I don't know where the misconception came from that reaching out to people cold is a bad thing. I think, you know, being aggressive just gets a bad rap. Uh, you don't want to come across a certain way, um, especially if people don't know you. There's always that uncertainty of how they're going to welcome your message, if they even welcomed your message. Are they going to reject you or ghost you or not respond? Um, and, you know, I think regardless of the response, you have to allow yourself the freedom um, to shoot your shot. And I think it's so important for people to remember that being aggressive is not a bad thing. And if you're talking about your job search, it's imperative, right? Like I said it before and I'll say it again, recruiters aren't checking for you. <laughs> and I know it sounds pretty fucked up, um, but it's true, right? Like th these are people that are overwhelmed. Their pipelines are full with applications that they're not going to see. So they're not looking around and asking about you and trying to see what's going on with you. So you have to make a point of putting yourself on their radar. Um, but before you can even put yourself on anyone's radar, we wanna make sure that you have your stuff together. Um, so I wanna spend a little bit of time talking about getting your resume together and I'll spend some time um, during the podcast and different episodes, um, going into specifics about what to do with your resume and your cover letter and you know how to reach out to hiring managers and all of that good stuff, um, because it's important for you guys to have the tangibles. Um, so for your resume specifically, let's start with what not to do. Um, so the things that I hate. <laughs> I hate old looking resumes. I'm talking about the resume that you got from the career center at the college that you went to. Um, I'm not a fan of Times New Roman. I fucking hate it. Please find a different font. Um, I would ask that in the year of 2020 that you find something that is modern. Um, depending on <laughs> what your taste is, there are a ton of different resources and templates that you can choose from. I will do a quick plug to Canva because I personally love them. Um, Canva is a graphic design tool that makes it easy for anyone to create things. Um, so if you <laughs> don't have someone that's doing marketing for you or if you need to come up with something um, really quickly on your own, Canva makes it easy for you to do that. And they just so happen to have resume templates and all of them are awesome. Um, so please spend some time looking at Canva, but even if you're not looking at them, um, there are a ton of other sites and, that you can pull from to find good templates. And all of this is important because your resume is your chance for you to speak when you're not in the room, right? Recruiters are always judging you and it's not just about what your resume is saying and we're gonna get to that. Um, it's also how it looks, right? If you want a job at Airbnb or Twitter or Netflix or one of these sexy companies, then your resume needs to reflect that. I would definitely flag this for anyone that works in marketing or social media or in design, right? Like your resume should be a cut above the rest just because that's actually in your skill set. Um, so 
find a format that works. Um, after you do that, I think it's time to rearrange the information that's on your resume and also get rid of things that are no longer needed. Um, things that are needed. This is for career transitioners specifically. Please, please, please have a passion purpose statement on your resume. This is also known as an objective statement. I just don't like the way that sounds. So I came up with my own version and it is passion purpose because ultimately that's what you want to convey to an employer, right? This is what I'm passionate about, i.e. whatever it is that you do for a living. Um, but this is also the, the purpose behind it, right? Like what is the bigger vision that you have for your career? Um, maybe don't just say that you are a you know graphic designer at x company or a program manager at x company it's not enough to just have your title on your resume um, and again this goes for career transitioners because your last job or your previous job title is probably not the job that you're applying for right so you have to make sure there's space on the resume for you to kind of tell your story so the recruiter doesn't look at your experience and automatically get rid of it. Um, so definitely spend some time crafting that passion purpose statement. Um, I am going to do a recap to this episode on my website, um, which you'll find. Um, and in that recap, I'll include an example of a few passion purpose statements that I like. Um, feel free to seek inspiration from those. Um, something else that is really important is just making sure that the skills are somewhere either on their own on the page, like so they're clearly sectioned off and they're bolded, right? Like I'm look, there's no way I can look at your resume and not see them. If they're not in their own section, your skills need to be at the very, very top of the resume. And this is important because again, Recruiters are not spending a lot of time and you don't want them to have to search for the things that matter, right? You have to make it really plain in sight, like, hey, these are the things that I want you to notice while you're taking 30 seconds to look at my resume. And your skills are the most important thing that are on that resume. Because at the end of the day, if a recruiter is making a judgment call, it's skills over everything else. Um, the only thing that comes second second in line is your experience. And while we're on the topic of experience, a couple of things. First and foremost, I only care about the last three to five positions that you've had. Anything beyond that is kind of dead weight. So this is going out to people, especially people you have over 10 years of experience or you're super senior like, I don't need to know the internship that you had 15 or 20 years ago. Like, none of that is relevant. Um, spend the time going through making sure that you're taking things off that no longer pertain to the career that you're actually pursuing. Um, something else that I would keep in mind is just how you're structuring what the bullet points and what you're saying under your experience. Um, so what most people have the tendency to do is they will kind of list out what they did and they'll leave it at that. Um, so an example is I created a cool social media campaign. All right, you're telling me what you did, 
but you're not giving me any color around how you did it, what the purpose was, what happened after you did it, who you worked with to get it done, right? Like these are the questions that you need to kind of answer because ultimately that is going to help you better portray your experience to the recruiter. Um, so a better example is I designed a social media campaign on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn that resulted in a 200% increase of traffic, right? So now I know what you did, I know what channels you used to get it done, and most importantly, there's a metric there, I know what the results were, right? So you did a social media campaign that resulted in a 200% increase on in traffic um, for the company that you worked for. As a potential employer, these are the things that are important to me. I would also say, make sure that you bold things like metrics, key accounts, um, anything that has anything to do with data. Those are the things that need to stick out on your resume. Um, and last but not least, this is kind of going beyond the resume, but make sure that it aligns with everything else that you're putting out there in the world. And I kind of touched on this in episode one, um, but that consistency matters, right? So what you're saying on your resume, what you're saying on your LinkedIn, what you're saying on Twitter, what you're saying on Instagram, on Facebook, all of those things need to sit, tell the same story because the resume is a starting point. As soon as a recruiter looks at your resume, the next thing that they're going to do is start to look you up on all these other channels. Um, so you wanna make sure that you're saying the right thing. The next thing that I would say um, as far as shooting your shot, so now that you have your materials together, even before you start sending cold emails out to new people, which I do think you 100% should do, um, spend some time thinking about the people that you already know. And it's funny, I think in life, generally, we're always in the pursuit of more, right? Like, there's that feeling that you don't have everything that you need right now to get to the next level. When in reality, sometimes it's right there in front of you. And I just know from my experience coaching people that they've been able to tap into alumni from school that they went to or a former boss or a former colleague or a friend of a friend. And ultimately that is how they landed the job that they wanted. It wasn't just finding this new person on LinkedIn or finding them on Twitter and saying something cool and getting the job done. Um, so in regards to that, starting with alumni, if you are not actively a part of an alumni channel or scratch that, if you didn't go to college, traditional college or university, let's say you went to a boot camp or you went through some kind of alternative program, make sure that you get tapped into that network. Um, most of these people have Facebook groups. If they don't, um, you can always search Meetup. Um, if not, hopefully you're connected to at least one other person that went through that program or attended your school with you um, that you can reach out to and see how you can get connected. I coached one person that went to the University of Oregon and when she was building out her list, apparently there was a shit ton of people that went to University of Oregon that just so happened to work at tech companies in New York. And she was able to 
land some coffee chats and some informational interviews through that list that ultimately resulted in her landing that and landing the job and she didn't even originally think about going through that channel right so think about alumni old bosses i bring up specifically because you know there's a saying that people don't leave companies they leave their managers and i think that's so true um i think if you can reflect back to former jobs that you've had, there's at least one boss that made a difference and made it easier for you to come to work. And hopefully you still have a good relationship with that person. And the beauty of reaching out to or reconnecting with an old boss is you not only get tapped into them, they're probably working at a new company, right? But even outside of that, you're tapping into the network that they have. And hopefully that network are managers that are working at other companies that you wanna get tapped into. Um, and then also former colleagues, right? So these were the people that made it fun for you to go to work. These are the people that made it easy for you not to want to shoot yourself at nine in the morning. Um, see where they are in their lives and see if they would be willing to help you out in your search. Make sure that you spend time reconnecting with those folks because even if they aren't at the company that you want to land at they have their own networks and that is what you're trying to get tapped into those second degree connections really really matter um as you start to get tapped into your old network um, i would also suggest that you just create opportunities for people to engage with you um so whether that is creating a piece of content and posting it on LinkedIn, um, or maybe you start a blog, or you, you add something to your personal website, or you work on a cool project and you share it out with folks. You have to make sure that you're doing that because like I said earlier, putting yourself on, on people's radars is really important. No one is necessarily looking to see what you were up to in the world. So you have to make sure that you're making a point to share that information out with folks so they can connect with you. Um, what I will say is I know one of the reasons why it's hard for people to kind of shoot their shot is that fear of rejection. Um, and I know it, it's hard to hear no. It's hard to post something and not have people engage with it the way that you want. It's hard to come up with a tweet that you think is awesome and no one retweet it. I fucking hate when that happens. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that you stop. Just because one person says no, doesn't mean that everyone is going to say no. Um, so as you continue to, to shoot your shot, just remember that you're driving to the yes. Ultimately, that is your goal. It doesn't matter how many people tell you no because there is at least one person that is certified to give you a yes that will give you that yes. You just have to be persistent enough to get there. Um, so don't get discouraged as you're reaching out to people. If people don't get back to you, that's fine. If some people get back to you and say, hey, I wish I could help, but I'm not in a position to help right now or whatever the excuse is, don't become so attached to that that it prevents you from continuing to reach out to people because ultimately it's a numbers game. Like the people that get the opportunity are not necessarily the ones that are the most talented or the, mo the ones that are the most skilled. 
It's just the people that don't fucking stop. So make sure that you keep that persistence. Um, the last thing that I will say is when it comes to creating your new network and just making the most out of your network in general, none of this means anything unless you follow up. And following up is just so important. It's so important. And I see, if we're talking about like shooting your shot, missed shots happen every day because people fail to follow up. Um, so perfect example, let's say you meet someone for coffee, you had a really, really great chat, you guys talked about seven different things that you could do together, you wrote them down, and now you're like, okay, this is awesome, I really wanna work with this person. If you never follow up to initiate working with this person, the chances of it happening are slim to none. Um, as very similar to looking for a job, right? Like it's not enough just to hit apply and sit back and wait for people to come to you. You have to make sure that you're continuing to press. Um, and ultimately, like I said, you're, you're driving to get to a yes. Um, so you wanna make sure that you follow up after every interaction. All right, guys, well, that is all for today. I hope that you are fully equipped to go out into the world and shoot your shot. Um, just do a quick recap. We talked about your resume and how to make sure that it is saying the things that you want it to say, um, finding the right format for it. I mentioned Canva, um, but please feel free to uh, search the web. Also check the recap for today's episode. Um, and I will list out some of my favorite websites and templates as well. Make sure that you get your passion purpose statement together. I'll have examples of that too. Um, prioritizing your skills on the resume, making sure they're plain in sight for the recruiter to see. Um, also making sure that your experience is saying the right things and you are getting the right messaging down. And I'm gonna give you guys a few examples of that as well. Um, in terms of making the most out of your current network, tap into former alumni um, networks and organizations that could be helpful to you. Make sure that you sync back up with old bosses and check in with former colleagues to see if they may be connected to any opportunities that make sense for you. And as you go out and you start shooting your shot with new folks, don't be afraid to be aggressive. Don't be afraid of rejection. Um, remember, it doesn't matter how many no's you hear, you only need one yes. Um, I'm really excited to go into the next episode. Um, episode three is talking about when things go wrong. I think a lot of career advice um, is, you know, it's really easy to tell someone what to do to their cover letter or what to change on LinkedIn. And I hope to give you guys those tips, but I really wanna talk about what to do when you get fired or what to do when you get laid off or what to do when you have to take a leave of absence. What do you do when things kind of get turned upside down? Um, so we're gonna talk about that in episode three. As always, if you know someone that is on the job hunt, 
please, please, please share this episode with them. Um, also, make sure to check my website. Um, it's www.arieldlopez.com um, to get the recap from today's episode and also episode one. And I will catch you guys next time.